I want to talk about freedom because we've already kind of hit on this and on the edge of this just a little bit, that freedom isn't birthed out of the heart of man. Freedom is birthed out of the heart of God. God created you to be a free moral agent. He gave you an assignment when he created you to come to this earth and make the earth inhabitable just like heaven, to populate it and to oversee his handiwork. Of course, we all know the story of the fall. We all know what got us into the mess that we're in now and why there's so much struggle and why there's so much division in the world. We understand that because we got into sinful activity and, and declared treason against our God and lost our freedom. And so then we had to go through the ritual of the law and we had to work our way back to God to try to be good enough through sacrificial sacrifice. When all along, God, all God ever wanted was your spirit and your heart to come and worship him and celebrate him. But as man does, because we don't feel good enough because of the fall, we try to work our way into God's grace at all times. And so God has, has had to send Jesus to free us from man's ideology of how to please God. We found out that even when God gave us his law, we didn't know how to handle his law. We couldn't divide it rightly. We couldn't keep it. And we certainly kept adding to it, trying to make it even more strenuous than, than it was ever intended to be. So God had to rewrite the law for us through Jesus Christ who fulfilled the law that you could not fulfill. I'm running out of breath. And then he handed to you and I through his victory the chance to step into his victory more than an overcomer because I get the spoils of this battle that I could not fight on my own or win but because he fought the battle for me I now stand here today absolutely free and able to raise my hands magnify my God whatever continent I find myself on even if it's a repressed nation I can still somewhere even if it's in the still of my heart cry out unto my God and my God hears me and my God answers me and my God makes a way for me mm -hmm. so I want to talk about freedom for just a moment not just the freedom of, of our nation but the freedom of Jesus Christ and what that means to us and in doing so, I'm going to interchange those two thoughts. There's a lot of people who would try to discourage me today from standing up here and talking about anything that's patriotic. But I'm here to tell you, I'm red-blooded American, and I'm, I'm a patriot through and through. And if you're from another nation, you should be, you should be thankful and, and patriotic about the country that you live in. You should be proud of the nation that you come from. That was such a devastating a statement that it knocked all of her breath mints right on the floor. It's amazing. So anyway, uh, before I do one more thing, let me do this. If you serve our nation or have served our nation in our great military, would you stand to your feet? Wow. Come on, church. Let them know.
thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are grateful. We are grateful. The word freedom by definition means the power or right to act, to speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. Let me say that one more time. By definition, freedom means the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants to without hindrance or restraint. That makes freedom a powerful gift and a grand treasure. The most significant, important gift in life is worth fighting for. And often, it comes with a great price. For free isn't free unless it's fought for. And somewhere along the way, someone paid dearly for the liberties that we enjoy so freely today. But often we forget, and it's easy to take them for granted. And we enjoy freedom, but most of us alive today have always had freedom. So it's easy to get lackadaisical about the freedoms we enjoy because we've always known it. We don't understand the plight of other nations where you're not free because we've always had freedom here in our lifetime. And it's easy for us to take for granted. And it's also, I'm just go, I'm going to go there. It's also easy for those who've not paid the price, garnered the price, and always lived in the, in the comfort of their freedom to, to undermine our freedom by thinking there's something better than what we have. Looking for a utopian idea that quite honestly will only lead to tyranny and bondage. There are those in our nation today, and I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it big and loud. I don't care if you like it. There are those in our nation today who would absolutely do with our freedoms in a moment in a heartbeat. For a utopian idea of a shared world where everything is wonderful and there's a, there's a cashless society that you're just taken care of and everyone is just skipped to Malula and there's clean energy everywhere. Am I, am I spelling out a particular group? <laughs> if I'm offending you, good. Because what you're doing is undermining something that is so valuable, you cannot put a price on it. Our nation was shaped and formed in the idea that every man has the right to own a piece of land and raise up his family and to have something that he can call his own. And to have the freedom to do it, and the freedom to speak his mind, and the freedom to vote about an issue. The framers of our Constitution did us a wonderful justice 
And many of them fought in the Revolutionary War and gave their life for us so that we could understand what freedom really is. Many of them died having not even seen the freedom that was yet to be shaped. And down through the ages, we fought war after war, oftentimes helping other nations get free from the tyranny of other men so that they could know freedom on their shores. And where in the world the world ever got the idea? Well, I know where it got it. Satan. But where in the world the, the world ever got the idea that there's something better than freedom? Don't know the law of God, don't know the heart of God, don't know the author of freedom itself. And the diabolical schemes behind the scenes of the enemy is to put us all into bondage and to, to encapsulate the whole world until the whole world will call Lucifer God. Is this going too far? Have I upset anybody? <laughs> Someone said, who cares? <laughs> we may not even be fully aware of just how many men and women have paid dearly for the gifts that we enjoy today. The price was paid through many, many souls over many years. And our soldiers today are still paying that price for us. And in a lot of ways, not being treated the way they should be treated. And that's why I want to make it in my heart that when I run into a soldier, I make sure I stop in that moment and I tell that soldier, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you've done and for what you represent in this nation. So ladies and gentlemen, this is a week to remember. It starts tomorrow, but this is a week to remember. Because we've seen in the last couple of weeks how the Lord is beginning to shift some things and bring back the freedoms and righteousness in the way it should be in our nation. Things that we lost through the fractured thinking of a tyrannical, evil overlord mindset has been overturned and handed back to the realms of righteousness. So this week we need to be grateful. Who can say amen? amen? This is a week to say thank you to those who've gone before us, to those who protect and serve our nation today, and most importantly to our Savior who paid the ultimate price so that we can live free forever. Yeah. Freedom is a precious gift. Mm. And I thank God for it today. John, the 8th chapter, 32nd verse says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, we always equate that solely with spiritual truth. But the truth is, all truth is truth. And it will set you free in one form or fashion or another. Yeah. 
The truth is always better than a half-truth, a twisted truth, or a lie, which really they all equate to. So you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. John 8.36 says, so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. If you know Christ, you could even live in a nation unlike America that doesn't know its freedoms and still be free in the middle of a tyrannical system. If this world was ever overtaken by a tyrannical system, we would pay a price. We would pay a dear physical price for that. But they could never steal the freedom of Christ out of your heart, out of your soul. For once he has set you free, you are free forevermore. Galatians, the fifth chapter, the first verse says, for freedom, for freedom, Christ has set us free. So stand firm and be not yoked again with slavery. He's talking there about getting free from the bondages of sin and coming into the forgiveness of the power of Christ Jesus. And he's saying, this same Christ who brought this freedom to you is able to keep you because if you're free, you're free indeed. But it's up to you, it's up to you, free moral agent, not to run back to the cesspool of sin, not to run back to the pig pen, not to run back to the old ways and the old habits, but to keep yourself in a position with him in proper relationship that you don't go back to the pig slop of your past and remain free from the yoke of bondage that Satan wants to hang around your neck. First Peter, the second chapter, the 16th verse says, live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. In other words, don't make excuse for sin. Don't let freedom become an excuse to get away with something. That's what's wrong in America today. Society has used our freedom to make sin okay. We legislate my right to be a sinner. We legislate confusion so that nobody knows whether it's good, bad, right, indifferent. And today we have well-meaning people with, who really are truly probably good-hearted people, but they've been sold so many half-truths and reversals and lies that they believe that unrighteousness is righteous, and they'll stand and fight for it. They'll stand and, and scream at you in the streets if you celebrate your freedom. But what they don't understand is that they've never known the truth, and they need to know the truth. And the truth is Jesus Christ. And if you know him, you know the truth. And if you know the truth, you're free. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Second Corinthians, the third chapter, the 17th verse says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That's why I have no issue when I stand in my nation and place my hand over my heart 
and look at a banner that is not the banner of purest white with a blue field with a red cross. That banner I am absolutely sold out lock, stock, and barrel to and always will be for eternity. But while I'm living in the here and now, I have no issue placing my hand over my heart and saying, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Why do I have no trouble with that? Because a nation who puts God first is a nation of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Woo, you all going to preach me to death. For you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Galatians 5 and 13. This comes out of Isaiah 61 and 1. And it was written in Isaiah's day, which was somewhere between four, five, six hundred years before Christ. And it was written for an opportune moment when Jesus would be standing in the temple and it was his lot, his time, his day to read from the Holy Scripture. And when he read, he read the prophetic utterance of Isaiah 61.1 that was about him, the author of the book. And it goes like this. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to the blind to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to those who are bound. Have you ever heard the motto of America? Send me your huddled masses. Come legally, but come to us, those who are destitute and poor and broken. Where do you think that comes from? That comes from the heart of God, because God is all about freedom. And although we are viewed by many nations of the world as arrogant and prideful, you see, my pride isn't in my, I have pride about our nation, but my pride isn't worshiping my nation. My pride is that my nation worships and recognizes my God. That's why I'm not ashamed to place my hand over my heart and say the pledge of allegiance in this nation. Amen. Romans 8, 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I don't have to live in a guilt-ridden condition, for I've been freed. Whom the Son sets free is free. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. In our nation, we uphold the pursuit of life, happiness, and health. We uphold those things of liberty and truth, those things that shape a prosperous life, 
A free man is a prosperous man. In fact, it's not in my notes, but the word says, you know, I wish, brethren, that you would prosper in the natural the way that you prosper in your spirit. That you would, you would be so rich in the natural as you are in your spirit. Why do you think America has done so well financially through the years? Why? Because we put God in the proper place. Mm. I know we have our flaws. I'm not here to say we're perfect. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't boast. I don't run around screaming to the top of my lungs that America's got it all together. We have our internal problems. But on those one or two ma major issues about our nation that bring, bring, bring pride to my heart is simply the fact We've got God in the right and proper place and the right and proper order. And we're not going to let him take it off our money. And we're not going to take it out of the Pledge of Allegiance. And we're not going to stop saying it. And we're not going to stop upholding it. Because as long as there is a remnant of believers in America, the name of Jesus Christ will be spoken on the streets. <laughs> Leave me alone so I can finish. Romans 6.22, but now you are free from the power of sin. You have become a servant for God. Your life is set apart for God, like for God-like living, for the end of life. For the end is life that lasts forever. We have a great inheritance those of us who know the Lord Jesus Christ, do you understand that the freedom of America rides upon our shoulders? While there are factions that want to shut us up and squelch us and shut us down and try to tax us and try to cause problems and try to put a stamp on the doorpost of the church and say we have no voice, I'm here to say otherwise. If it wasn't for us, America wouldn't stand. Is this too hard? Good. I want to share with you some famous quotes from some famous people, and you tell me after each one whether it's truth or not. The first one, freedom is never more than one generation from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on to them to do the same truth that came from former president Ronald Reagan and it's not only true in our nation it's true in our spiritual walk for me to tell my child you need Jesus but for them to not see me live it out and to bring it to them and to teach it to them and to share it with them and to fight for them and to pray over them and to correct them when they're wrong. If I just leave them to their own device, they'll never find the freedom that I have in Jesus Christ. And freedom is worth fighting for. And father of the family, your family is worth the freedom. You need to stand up and spiritually fight the fight that needs to be fought over your family so that that your children can know the freedom of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not a smart man. 
I'm not a well-educated man. I'm not a man uh, 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 of great standing. I'm not a man of great stature. But I have two children who both serve the Lord Jesus Christ because their father would fight for them and pray over them and put them on the spot once in a while over their spiritual condition. Here's the next quote. I've got to hurry. Oh, my goodness. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> In the process of gaining our rightful place, we must not be guilty of wrongful deeds. Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. We must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. Truth? Martin Luther King, Jr. Only our individual faith in freedom can keep us free. Dwight D. Eisenhower. Our greatest happiness does not depend on the condition of life in which, which chance has placed us, but is always the result of good conscience, good health, occupation, and freedom in all just pursuits. Thomas Jefferson. For to be free is not merely to cast off one's chains, but to live in a way that respects and enhances the freedom of others. Nelson Mandela. Prosterity. You will never know how much it has cost my generation to preserve your freedom. I hope you will make good use of it. John Quincy Adams. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, Thomas Jefferson. Those who deny freedom to others deserve it not for themselves, Abraham Lincoln. The framers of our Constitution meant that we were to have freedom of religion, not freedom from religion. Billy Graham. Forgiveness is the key that unlocks the door to resentment and the handcuffs of hatred. It is the power to break the chains of bitterness and the shackles of selfishness. Corey Ten Boom. Today, let's live up to the freedom that we've been handed First by our Lord and Savior who put his love to the ultimate test to retrieve us to have the right to be called the offspring of God. Who rescued us from first the slavery of sin and second the bondage of the law without spirit. And we need to understand that you serve but one law the law of love of Jesus Christ that we share with all mankind. So today, let us, let's honor those who fought for this great nation built on the teachings and the morals of our constitutional framers who pulled those thoughts from the pages of the Bible and the statutes of Christianity and not let tyranny of a sin-dazed generation legislate our freedoms away, 
Let's not waste the legacy handed to us through Christ or through the framers of our Constitution. But let's always remember whom the Son sets free is free. And I'm going to leave you with one last thought. This is a shameful thing that I do. This November, get to the polls. Vote righteousness. Father, we thank you for this message today. Father, I pray that this message of freedom will have been encouraging. I pray, Father, that we have been encouraged both in Christ and in our nation. As we go forth from here today to celebrate the freedoms that we live in, help us to keep the name of Jesus Christ upon our lips. Help us, Father, when we do the Patriot Parade on our parking lot to be to those people exactly what they need to see in Christ Jesus. Help us to reach that one or two, Father, who may not have God in the center of their life. Help us to be, even with our baited way of reaching them, Father, help us to be a light right here in the darkness. Let us make US 36 the avenue of salvation for this city, for this region, and for our nation. We'll be careful to give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen.